Hi there folks, my name is Novoin24 and welcome to another year! In fact, not just another episode, but another year of the three grumpy simmers. Yes, we are back once again and I am joined by my two grumpy colleagues. Once again, I'm joined by Drew Belgeode. Howdy folks, and happy 2020 to you. Happy 2020 to you, to you, my friend, and, have, and welcome, of course, to Sergio, editor-in-chief of Helisimmer.com. Hey guys, happy 2020. I must admit, I just sort of threw my own intro off a little bit there at the moment because the cameras, as you can tell, we sort of, so the, the, what we do this way, the camera systems decides to rearrange itself randomly every time we do this concert. So I sort of, I'm used to Drew being in one particular spot of the cameras and then it's just completely thrown me on this episode. So we're off to a great start uh, for 2020. Yes. New Year, same technically challenged simmers. Well done. Well done. We, we had to preserve something from the past. Yeah. You know, we, we preserved the good things from the past. Right. Uh, all right. So, folks, yes, once again, yes, sorry, absolutely. It is a new year. Uh, we are off to a, a, an exciting start. We're a lot, very hopeful start. Of course, we rounded out last year by thinking about all the things that we're looking forward to this year in the 2020, and we 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 gazed into our crystal ball. Not many of those things, the predictions that we had, have come true as yet. But we are, you know, it is only a few weeks old. Um, Give it two more weeks. <laughs> more weeks, according to my crystal ball. I'm just saying. Has somebody trademarked that yet? Please tell me someone's trademarked that. Um, so. Uh -uh. So, obviously, uh, you know, I, I'm sure uh, somehow I have a funny feeling that many of you were thinking that we were going to be talking about uh, the elephant in the room or slash the simulator in the room that, of course, would be Microsoft. Um, but we won't be talking directly about it. Instead, we're going to be talking about something which I feel like we may have actually talked about in the past, but it seems to be something that I feel, that we feel, in fact, that, that we feel comes up with monotonous regularity. Um, it's a recurring <laughs> theme. Definitely yeah. a recurring theme. Yeah. And, and you know, we, many, many of, many of you, our viewers, uh, often sort of commentate that um, we are, we appear less than actually grumpy. Um when we when we do these shows, uh, we're we're going to touch on a topic. We're we're going to touch on and cover a topic and go through a topic today, um, which makes us grumpy in a weirdly funny slash frustrating way. And we hope that everybody uh, takes an opportunity to 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 listen to our words of. I was going to say wisdom. I possibly may not be the best choice of phrase. <laughs> Coming from us now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, new year, new beginnings. Uh, so one of the things that we see pop up uh, with monotonous regularity in all of the various uh, forums, websites, discords, Facebook groups, MIRC. Does anybody even still use MIRC? Maybe. Mm. Come on, Sergio. Uh, if anybody's going to still use it, it's been you. ages. No, no, it's been are, ages. Wow. No, there, there are channels active. There, there's, there are still, there are guys still using it. Yes. Right. Mm. Okay. Uh, or even on slash r Reddit slashes. Uh, and the, a common question, of course, is I'm going to talk about the most infamous question. Mm -hmm. it, is that Luna? 
Or was that no, that's actually it? no, that's one of my cats. Yeah, it is. Is is yeah. It's, Luna's it's not in here. I don't just, think. No, no, no. It's trying to smash the door and get it. <laughs> Break the door down. Okay, it's good because see, folks, yeah. this this topic is makes us so yeah. grumpy. It even made Sergio's cat grumpy. So, oh, yeah. The, the question, of course, comes Man. out where we see this question of, "Hi, I've just bought insert sim name here. What are all the add-ons that I need for insert sim here now to get?" right away to add, start with add the extra word must have Sorry. which i know it's two words but it's usually hyphenated whenever they uh, yep. send their request but yeah what are the must have yes. add-ons the 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 air quote must haves add-ons um now there's <laughs> there's two way there's two parts we're going to look at this with today uh we're going to talk about the overall sim experience that you will have that you have well, that you will have that you do have as a user uh and then we're going to talk about um your personal and, and then we sort of tangentially we're talking about the content experience as well um so so the, the first one is um probably fundamentally a a a, a performance one um and and i'm sort of going to throw to 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 you sergio for this one um because in a way, this very much relates to, to computer programming and, and computers and computer performance. Uh, what is the fundamental thing that generally breaks a computer or a software package's performance? People. <laughs> <laughs> that ID10T error, yes. Yes, people. You know, whenever you get people uh, working with a computer system, um, yeah, things just break. And uh, that's a known fact. That's that has been known since the dinosaurs wandered the earth, and that's why they disappeared. <laughs> sorry, um, sorry, I have this vision of a, of a T Rex. Really of a, stretching it. I have a vision no, of a T Rex tapping okay. away coding Python. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. T Rex were the testers. They were you know within little mouses and would. To, yeah. The first alpha testers, and because they broke the NDA to Meteor, wipe them all out. Let that be a cautionary yeah. tale to all of you. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's why we are not breaking the NDA. But yes, well, uh, but the thing is, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I say this as a joke uh, in both security and performance, but the thing is, when you get people in the middle, uh, things break. And why do things break? Because people tend to do... Um, not so I, I don't want to say stupid things but not so smart things on software and the more the more stuff you get into a piece of software the more your computer has to do right the more resources it uses the more cpu it uses more ram it uses the more um, graphics card it uses in some cases mm -hmm. and especially if you're using add-ons that are working outside the scope of the sim uh, and doing their own drawing um, on the monitor, you have the you have the actual scene doing its thing, and then you have add-ons doing their thing and throwing stuff into the monitor. So all this just stresses your machine. The more stuff you get into, the more add-ons you get into something, the better the performance. The I'm sorry, the worse the performance will be. So that's what breaks and what starts to get software to get slower and slower. Don't do that. <laughs> And, 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 and I guess it, beyond that as well is um, 
it is, and, and I think it goes to, and it partially goes to the, the core of what you're talking about here is 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 the the incessant tweaking that our community can sometimes get get hung up on. Now, I'm not saying that, and and, and we are not saying that that all tweaking is bad, um, but it is one of those things where if you're taking, you know, when simulators are produced, they've gone through, yeah, especially the the flagship ones. Uh, prepared X Plane F6 Steam Edition uh, DCS. The baseline sim that's shipped to you has gone through extensive testing, so it's functional. It works, um, and to see how it works with your hardware, you should probably run it as in its its baseline configuration for a while. Um, yep. before you start messing with it. And because it, that, that's sort of a, a, a thing that I, at least I've come across in, in with IT professionally in IT a lot, is that the first question sort of becomes into, okay, what's your, what's your, ver what's your delta between baseline, what you're running a baseline? And you need to run it at a baseline configuration first to confirm that that's not, you know, that that's working okay. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned tweaking, but we need to understand that there are two ways of tweaking software. One of them is you get the base, uh, you have the base software and you just, you know, you change the settings on the software to get better performance or better image or try to get the balance between both and get good performance with the good image quality. And it's another thing for you to tweak. Um, and I, I'm using the air quotes because it's not actually, it's not quite exactly tweaking, but people consider it tweaking when you start adding software on the software layers on top of the sim mm. to get better image quality. For for example, um, I'm thinking shaders, mm -hmm. shaders and so on. Yeah, uh, that that's that's the that's stuff that you know makes the sim look better. Um, well depends on the opinions, uh, but you know, it makes the sim look more the way you want the sim to look. Mm. But by doing it, you are adding layers of software, which will get your computer to have to work extra to show that on some cases, not all cases, but on some, on some cases. And by, the, by, by adding those new layers of software, you are also inducing the possibility of bugs issues, problems that you may have, you may not even have them when you just finished installing and, you know, and after a few weeks, but it can, it can go back and bite you on the behind. Uh, if, you know, an update of this for the sim comes or something gets corrupted or something goes wrong, it can bite you and you may have to spend hours getting the sim back to what it was. Um, and lose hours of seeming and lose your patience and go nuts, go overall nuts because of it, just because you want to make it look prettier, you know. And uh, in my opinion, it's not worth it. I don't, I don't spend any time tweaking and using shaders and whatnot just to make it look a bit more pretty. I have a limited sim time, so all the time that I want to spend on my sim is actually seeming. Not fixing, not fixing the same. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to make this uh, to, to make this note because there is a difference between adjusting the sliders and start throwing stuff into the same. Yeah, and and it's a very slippery slope. Go down once you start 
adding stuff that's not necessarily needed for the sim, all of a sudden it never becomes enough. Always have to have something else. And that's how they get you, folks. That's how they get you. <laughs> And you know, and and you know, and and, and folks, you know, we we as I said, we, we don't want to uh, discourage you from 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 adding content you're seeing far from it because, um, I mean, all three of us are content producers. You know, um, we've all sort of had and assisted mm -hmm. other developers and companies and and produce our own content for you guys to to share in your sims. Um, but at the same time, it's all about doing it in moderation and being aware of the consequences of um of what you do and. And right. that sort of uh, the the big key part that we want that that we really want to cover off here, and it will head into our second part, which I think was a was is a great segue into this, because um, we're we're going to flick between our, our two copies here, but it's a, it's a good segue into the the second half of this compact of you know what is the must have add ons for my sim, um, is how do you sim? How how do you sim? How, so. Now the three of us, we have a stupidly large amount of simming experience between the three of us, um, and all three of us sim in very, very different ways. And our simming is each of us unique, and it will your simming as a viewer, your your simming is unique as well. Um, now, just gonna throw it straight away out there that none of the three of us enjoy tube liners. We, correct. Yeah. We just don't. Yeah. It's I've just... done my time. I've done my time. I run the VA for two years. I'm done. That's work. I have no desire to do tube liners ever. <laughs> now, for all of you who do enjoy tube liners as simming, we do not want to invalidate your simming experience. Far from it. Um, because if that's how you want to enjoy your sim, as, as Sergio pointed out, the vast majority of us have very limited time for simming between uh, work, right. family, and every other commitment that this world throws at us. Uh, we all have limited things to do. So that's something to bear in mind when somebody, when, when, before you ask the question or when somebody asks the question of what are the must-haves, because um, yeah, what are the must-have add-ons for my simulator? So, okay, here, here you go. Pop, pop quiz for question without notice for my, for my two grumpy colleagues. Let's say I was a, a, a brand new, brand new simmer and I jumped onto a forum and I met and I said this, I said, right, I've just got Lockheed Martin's prepared version 4.5. By the way, it is prepared, folks, not prepared 3D. That hurts me every time a fairy dies every time you yeah. say prepared 3D. Just so you know. Right. So I've just thought, just got prepared version 4.5. I've just mm -hmm. thought, what are the must-have aircraft that I must put into my sim? What is the guaranteed first response or within the first three responses what's the guaranteed response oh pmdg thank you <laughs> no oh my response okay so no 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 no, 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 no we're not we're not saying your response because that's what we're getting to next so so okay. that's right but what would be the yeah the the, the first i can I, I i would happily bet my house well, which is good because I don't actually own one. But, you know, I would if I did, I would have to get my house. But <laughs> one of the first three responses would be PMDG. Um, okay, and failing, I'll go with that. Failing, with that, that. failing that, it would be Aerosoft Airbus Professional Series. Um, yeah. 
I, I, I can, without a doubt, those would feature. So basically, the thing is, let's 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 just pause. Okay, <laughs> let's just pause and think. <laughs> Stop. I have... are we, oh, wait, are we going to have hammer time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just think about it for a second before we proceed. Let's just think this through. So this guy, probably a new simmer or an old simmer, whatever, doesn't matter. Just install this very advanced and very complex piece of software, a flight simulation software. I was almost going to say flight simulation game, but it was just yeah. a flight simulation software, very complex. Yes, yes, it is. Um, for the very first time, he just installed this. He has zero experience on the software. The guy doesn't even know how to use the camera system. The guy doesn't even know what the key bindings are. Probably he probably knows that G or that sorry that G stands for landing gear uh, and whatnot. But you know, it's it. the first time. It's the first time that this guy is going to touch this flight scene. And you are telling him to get the most complex airliner or one of the most complex airliners or aircraft in the sim that bogs down performance changes a lot and it's just outright complex you're and telling probably costs guy, more than the sim that he just bought yes uh, and you, you would probably you know spend that money better by getting a joystick because probably the guy has an old joystick joystick at all has been seen so you're saying this guy to get this a very complex add-on on to for him to use on a piece of software that he doesn't know the first thing about it, right? That, that's that's why that's what us as a community, not as the three of us, but as as a general community, is telling these people. You know, just get this complex piece of software, have another another layer of complexity on top of, and just go have fun. And you have, you have any issues? No, just, no. You know, remember, just... remember, remember. You can't have fun because you, you, you're, you're, you're simulating a. You're talking about, yeah. You're talking about prepared. I am sorry. Yes. Am, and you can't prepared. have fun because it's not for personal entertainment use. Remember that, folks. Yes. So yeah. So go not have fun then. And uh, if you happen to have to spend ten hours trying to fix anything on the scene instead of simming, well, that's part of the thing, isn't it? No, it's not guys no it's not just you know just let the guy get to know this first then get him to add some simple stuff not complex stuff you know, just some small add-ons i'm sorry tristan i just i just needed to break no no no, this no, no, no. And, and and that's and, and, that, and that is exactly right because just, because and, and that's exactly kind of what i want to highlight is that I, I know, and, and this is, again comes back to what we just said before, which is we, we're not invalidating anybody's sim experience, but uh, we've gone, you know, the, the, the community by and large, when they get asked this question, the answer is PMDG, Aerosoft, Orbix. Um, now, there is, the quality of all three of those add-on producers is fantastic. I, I am not disputing, you know, none of us are disputing that in any way, shape or form. However, Sergio makes the point of going. It's a. It's you know these are new pilots. These are new users. These are new players. Um, they 
need to establish their baseline. What's their baseline experience? And further to that, as we sort of pointed out earlier, even if just using myself as an example, if I'd come into this and even if I'd never flown flight since before, tube liners still do not interest me. Um, so everybody telling me to go and spend double or triple what the flight sim costs to be able to pick up an add-on that I will never fly or never be interested in. Right. That's where where's the benefit for my simi experience going to be there, and and how does how do we feel as a community? How does it think that that how do you think that represents us? Um, so as a as a thank you very much, Sergio, for that that segue because now we're going to go across to. You know what we what we as the grumpy simmers uh, feel, and and if for anyone who's ever uh, seen us interact on all of these forums and um, and Facebook threads and all the rest of it, when we see this question, we the three of us will come up with some paraphrase of the answer that I feel Drew is about to uh, to his his version of this comment that he was about to give you. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot well, there. Before... This before I actually give, do want to one thing just to kind of tie into what you just said. Hmm. One of the byproducts that I have noticed whenever we get into this kind of a situation where people are just throwing out all the various names for all the add-ons that people absolutely positively have to have, it generally tends to lead to frustration on the part of the user. It also tends to lead to them asking more questions that, of course, frustrate people who already know the answers, but are either unwilling to help or, you know, whatever the case may be. And what's the end result on that? The person who's trying to get into simming, who thinks this is going to be a great hobby for them, all of a sudden they're just totally overwhelmed and feel like a fish out of water. And chances are they're going to end up quitting. So we're actually doing the community a disservice yes. whenever we're recommending all of this stuff. Now, with that having been said, typically, whenever I get asked that stuff or whenever I see that question asked, and usually I'm going to highlight one particular sim, X-Plane, because it seems to happen more with X-Plane than with any of the other sims that I also fly. Mm -hmm. Typically... My answer is this. The absolute must-have add-ons that you need to have in your sim is nothing. Why? In particular with X-Plane. When you first get X-Plane, especially if you're coming over from the ESP environment, that being FSX P3D, it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's similar in the fact that it's a flight simulator. It's similar in the fact that a lot of the aircraft are the same. You know the procedures on one, they do tend to translate over to the other sim. Mm -hmm. But there are fundamental differences. The control schemes are different. Yes, yeah, some of the keys might be the same. You might use G to you know, do the landing gear on both sims. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you that the way that the control sensitivity is, and I'm actually touching my uh, SciTech X52 right now, the control sensitivities are vastly different between the two sims. So if you're coming over from P3D or FSX to X-Plane, one of the first things you need is you need to set up your controls your way. Notice I didn't say properly. There is a difference. Mm -hmm. yes. Properly for me. Yes might not be the same as for you. It's going to depend greatly on what hardware you're actually using with it. Yep. And when I say controls, 
Also, bear in mind that I use VR. VR is extremely important to me. I will not fly without it. So when I include VR in my control setup, I'm also including things like these, the touch controllers that go with VR, because both of the sims that we've been talking about, P3D and X-Plane, you can actually interact in a cockpit. Now, P3D doesn't have uh, touch controllers implemented just yet, but something like DCS does as well. So you need to take that into consideration. You have VR, are you planning on getting into VR? You need to think about how you want to set all of that stuff up. So you got to get your hardware set up first. Now, since we're on controls, there's another point of difference that takes a little getting used to, which actually I struggled with initially. And when I had first gotten into X-Plane, I'd actually given up on, on it until I met uh, Austin and Frugal at one of the conventions a few years back. And you know, between the two of them, they talked me into giving it another shot. And that is the camera controls. Camera controls are very different from what we're used to with FSX and P3D. You're going to need to take some time to figure out the camera controls. And Tristan, I know you can probably attest to this because we just oh, went through this when yeah. you had to set up your oh. X-Plane all over again. You know that's so, yeah. curious. That's curious. That's just a just a remark, but drop. Sorry, it's mm -hmm. the most frustrating thing when changing scenes, and especially going to explain. And this is something right. I have seen with every single person that I know that came from the ESP platform to explain. Mm -hmm. The camera controls gets you frustrated. Yep. But yep. guys, hear me out. The camera controls in explain is vastly superior, in my opinion, yes. to the one in the ESP platform. That's that, Drew. I'm sorry, just wanted to do this. Uh, actually, to and, and actually I, I will 100% back that. As I said, and, and Drew, just alluded to this, sorry again, just stealing your thunder mm -hmm. for a second. No, go ahead. Go ahead, um, go ahead. Is, you know, it, Drew's right, is that, and he alluded to it, I have just recently gone through a X-Plane 11 rebuild, because basically I'd had a lot of trouble with my X-Plane 11 build, um, partially because I will, and I will own this, that I, I was that guy that simply dumped stuff into their sim without actually paying attention to the consequences. I will own that. Um, that was me. And my X-Plane 11 was absolutely rubbish. Um, it, I couldn't even get 10 FPS with a default aircraft in SeaTac. Like, it was terrible. Um, so I basically, I, I went, okay, I'm scrapping it, and I went back to basics. Um, so I went back to a Kleenex install of X-Plane 11 and went through it step by step, like, you know, line by line, actually learnt, relearned anything before I started buying or putting any add-ons in. And now my X-Plane 11, I have minimal content in there, very minimal. It is the only stuff that's in there is stuff that I'm, I'm reviewing um, and very little else because I find actually that when... You do listen to people like Drew, who says you don't need anything other than the base sim. Then, and once you get your controls right, which was again, I rightly or wrongly, there is a setting in X Plane that allows you to mirror default ESP keyboard controls. Piece of advice: don't do that. Um, <laughs> and I could have told you that one <laughs> again. Um, but then, yes, but learning the camera controls, and once I actually was able to learn the camera controls, suddenly everything started falling into place. So, but yes, back to you, Drew, and uh, learning controls, yes. Yeah, so controls, basically that just ties into the whole hardware aspect. 
you got to consider the hardware that you've got. First of all, you need to get that set up. And honestly, it's probably going to take you a week, two weeks to get really comfortable with it, because especially if you're coming over from, you know, the ESP platform, it's going to take some adjusting before you're truly, truly comfortable with it. Now, with the hardware having been done, of course, there's, you know, the software that you need about. You need to think about how your computer interacts with the program itself. So whether you need to tweak sliders to get the most amount of FPS, the thing is you should be able to establish a baseline. So you should be able to get decent FPS from the get-go with everything set however it is that, you know, your computer seems to dictate that it needs to be set. And then you need to remember what you did, because if anything goes awry, you got to put it back to that baseline. So you got your hardware set up, you got your software set up. Again, probably about a week, two weeks, you know, just to get everything the way you really want it and make sure that the program is functioning the way that you want it. Then, before you start thinking about add-ons, start thinking about your interests. Okay, maybe you're a tube liner guy, but you only enjoy flying in South America. We need to know that. If you're going to ask us the question as far as, you know, what kind of add-ons to get, maybe we can tell you, hey, you know, Aerosoft has some great airports in South America that you might be interested in. Or maybe you're not a tube liner guy at all. Maybe you're a helicopter guy. You want to know what is the best helicopter to learn from. Sergio, I know you can vouch for this. We get asked that question a lot. What's the best helicopter to start out with? Again, that's the kind of stuff that we... You not, really shouldn't not, be not asking this kind of S76. stuff at the very... Well, <laughs> well you can if you want, but... It's, it's, it's not that bad of a helicopter, but it's not good. I, would, I, wouldn't, I don't think it's a good choice for someone that, that's learning how to, how to fly helicopters now. Right. If you're a brand new person, as we like to call them, newbies, to flight simulation, you're probably not going to want to start with something extremely complex. If you're new to aviation in general and you're using simulation as like a stepping stone to get there in real life, you definitely don't want to start with something complex at first. You want to go all the way down to the basics. Even if that's not what you're ideally interested in, most of us start in Cessnas. There's nothing wrong with it. There's a perfectly good default. And actually, uh, I'm trying to remember, does P3D still have a default Cessna 172 uh, or something similar? So they have a, uh, they've got a default, oh, it's a Carinado, it's a, uh, it's a, it is something. It's not, they don't have a 172 anymore that uh, they didn't license okay. that across, but they do have GA. They do have two very mm. basic GA aircraft in there. So, um, so absolutely. And, and that's a, a, and actually, thank you very much for, for bringing the aircraft up because at the end of the day, folks, like these are simulators. Now, all three of the major platforms out there. So, um, your, so uh, Lockheed Martin's prepared um, X-Plane 11 and DCS. All three are used for flight training um, in some degree or other. Um, right. And as I've said before, full disclosure here, I work for Lockheed Martin uh, and we use it as part of 
um, my, my last pro project, we actually use it as part of ab initio pilot training. Um, and I know that a lot of flight schools use X-Plane 11 um, for their training. And I know that uh, DCS has, or the engine, but the company behind DCS used the engine. Uh, Sergio, I believe that was, you were letting us know about that at some point, didn't you? Maybe? they've had a history they've had a history with that in particular with like the uh united states air force with yeah. the a10c of yeah. course that's kind of how that all started plus we know that some of the projects that we the end user have gotten to use started life as other private contract exactly projects so 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 these sims are all valid sims which means that the aircraft that get bundled with them I know a lot of people seem to look down their noses at the aircraft that come with a default sim, but at the end of the day, if you're shipping out a, a simulator that's used, that can be used, that is used, can be used and is used to train pilots, that the default stuff, your, your experience may vary, but at the end of the day, the quality is still nothing to snuff at. Um, so yes, it may not be the aircraft that you want to fly, but maybe using what both Sergio and Drew and myself, all three of us have sort of been suggesting in this video, take your time to learn what your baseline is. So learn mm -hmm. the baseline of your simulator, learn the baseline of the aircraft, and then start doing your research from there. Um, Absolutely. You got to crawl yeah. before you can walk. You got to walk before it's, you can run. Yeah. Every single human on this planet goes through that. It's a path. It's a path and we all need to follow. It's not only a path, but simming is quite personal. Uh, although a lot of us share interests, um, simming is quite personal. And uh, everything, personal, that yeah. Drew, everything that Drew just said, um, I, I share his opinion. And uh, in a way, me and Drew are kind of the um, old grumpy guys on the groups and forums selling people the same thing over and over again. You know, it's not very unusual uh, for you to see someone asking this question and Drew replying and me going this or me replying Andrew or vice this. versa yep yeah yep. so we're always trying we're always struggling and trying to educate people and get people to understand that this is a path and you're not going to go from point a to point b instantly and it's a personal path it's a very personal path and one of the things that it it, it, it kind of uh, kind of gets under my skin is how people just throw in add-on names without understanding like Joe said what are the needs what are the expectations and what is it that people want to take from the sim you know people install explain and go what are the must have add-ons and all of a sudden i get the zebo and i get the pmdg well not the pmdg for x but well you know, I have you're these. not going to find out for explain no yeah no yeah but uh <laughs> but like tolis uh, or jar design or yeah. you know any of the other you have, you have all, all this and, and let, let's just let's just think again for a second and what do i fly i don't fly two liners mm -mm -mm -mm. and probably <laughs> and i probably i probably am not interested in getting um orbits toward the united states i fly in this small country in europe called portugal and that's pretty much it i don't even fly outside the country most of the time just for reviews and getting pretty pictures and whatnot so it's you need to understand what people want to take from the simming experience and then tell them what to get. And uh, I would like to give a final piece of advice 
which has to do, which has to do with what I do as a developer, but it's it should be kind of common sense. Let's say that you have asked the community the right questions, you have been directed um, the right way, and people give you a list of three, four, five, six add-ons for you to install on uh, on your sim, um, whatever sim that is. So you have perhaps a couple of aircraft, you have a scenery, you have, uh, for example, something that helps you with the frame rate, for example, 3J, 3JFDS for X-Plane. Yeah. yeah. No. A few simple add-ons that supposedly don't mess with your sim and you can install it. Do yourself and all of us a favor and do not install them all at once. This, 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 sorry, 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 Sergio, one second. <laughs> everybody, everybody, Sergio's going to repeat what he just said. Okay, he's going to repeat Please what he just repeat said. It. Because yeah. this is really important. Sorry. Please, Sergio, would you like to rephrase that again? Do, yes. <laughs> if you have more than one add-on to install on your sim, do not install them all at once. Do not install them all at the same time. Do not install all so that you have the experience with any of those add-ons for the first time together with all the other add-ons. And why is that? Because if something breaks, you have no freaking clue. You have no freaking clue. <laughs> okay? So, install oh, an add-on. Install the first add-on. Try it for one hour, two hours, five yes. minutes, ten minutes. It doesn't matter. Just make sure it's working properly. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, you know, from the baseline, from the non-add-on baseline you had installed, things don't go weirdly or go bad. Because if you have, you know, if you have on, if you on the, set, the default system 170, on a given airport, you have 40 FPS, 50 FPS, and you install this add-on that, you know, I don't know, injects weather or does something simple, or it's just an aircraft. And all of a sudden you go from 40 FPS to 10, I think I know what the culprit was, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And was that add-on. And when you and see- let's back it up, let's back it up a second though. Before you actually install these add-ons one by one, before you even get to all of that, one key thing you need to do, Tristan, back me up on this one. Read the manual <laughs> i can't stress that enough they put readmes and instructions with every single add-on for a reason it doesn't matter what flight sim it is you need to understand how these things are going to interact with your sim and what could go wrong if you mess it up so not going to lie on this I actually did an experiment a few years ago when I was first starting out in texture design and releasing textures. Um, I actually would put, because I got sick of feeling questions of how do I put this livery into my sim, I actually changed the read the name of the readme file to do not read me. <laughs> how did that work out? <laughs> I got less questions. I legitimately got hey! less questions. So, but no, seriously, folks. Um, 
the phrase RTFM exists for a reason. Um, it's not just to make fun of people. There is some actual. Th- there is actual <laughs> need to this because and 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 actually, funnily enough, it's. So Sergio talked before about how simming is a very personal journey, and and it, and it is. It's an incredibly personal journey, and one that um, I f- I fervently believe in that you create your own simulated experience. What what experience you will get the experience you want out of the sim. Um, you, you'll get the experience out of it that you want to put that you know that you put in. It's very easy to get frustrated. It's very it, very very easy to get frustrated. It's, it's, um, it can completely destroy your experience with sim. Right. Yeah. And uh, you have been there. I have been there myself with X-Plane, and when I talked about the camera, we have been there. When when I talked about the camera system, the camera system and the user interface were the two things that took me away from X-Plane when I first tried it in uh, with X-Plane Ten. X-Plane Ten was like like no offense, it was it was actually a great sim, but the UX design was abominable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, and those those were the two things that took. Because here's the thing, if you are a guy starting for the first time on Sims, you are entering a genre that you don't know well or you don't know well. And if you have a bad experience, you'll start to think, okay, this genre sucks. Yep. And you you may drop it altogether. Mm-hmm. If you are using a certain Sim, for example, prepared or explain or DCS, and you want to try other Sims and you have a bad experience, You'll just stick with what you use, with what what with what you're what using you right now, yeah. which is not bad in the way that you know you're using a good piece of software. But the thing is, you are not you're not widening your horizons. You are not knowing what's out there beyond the thing that you are using. And I I feel that for us as simmers, it just narrows your view so much that you start to lose the experience of trying a lot of different and amazing amazing things in sims mm. that and, you know that particular sim won't be able to give you and and there's yeah. and, and, and i feel that that that's beginning to 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 go into a whole topic of conversation of you know this whole <laughs> vitriol from my sims better than your sim thing i think yeah that's that's we'll, yeah. we'll leave that forgive me Sergio. i think that's we might leave that for another conversation i'm just talking about but no you're right but but yeah. you're, but you're right curve. having that that it's negative that negative experience whether it uh and and again folks we as a community play into a a new uh, a new users a new player's experience it will their their experience will be driven by by the sim that they have, the controls they have, the software that we tell them to put in, if we tell them to do anything, and how we react to them. So it's something that is is always, you know, think of, and, and, and one thing that I, I, I think that, that we all ask um, is that many, is, many of us have been simming for a very, very long time, um, but we all started somewhere. Um, and, and and potentially, I know we said it's not going to be about Microsoft's uh, new flight sim, but at the same time, in, in a way it kind of is, because every sim starts somewhere. Every simmer starts somewhere. Um, it starts with the only thing that's there is what ships with that sim. So, and people need to enjoy it more. I think people need to enjoy it. Right. 
be and, and that's a yeah. bottom bottom line is that at the end of the day folks you know however you want your simi experience to be is is a very unique very personal journey um but if you're not enjoying it ask yourself why so yeah all right i got to the root of it I one think, important thing that yes. I do want to point out as well, whenever you see us online, if, of course, you're in the same social networking circles that we are, and you see us give the answers that we've outlined in this particular video, don't try to give us flack for it because we're not doing it from a place of you know, wanting to offend anyone or turn anyone off. These are just you know, basic facts. You gotta learn to crawl for and walk. Yeah, it's great that you know people are offering all of these suggestions, but at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, and we see this over and over and over, the only thing that it really does is ends up confusing and overwhelming the person. So take a step back. If you need to you know, rewind the video and listen to what I said, or you'll see it online soon enough anyway, because I'm sure somebody's probably going to ask it again tomorrow. You know, start yeah. adopting that approach because think about when you first came in, you may or may not have had somebody to tell you this. And I'm, I can almost guarantee you the three of us, when we first came in, more than likely we did not have anybody offering this advice. We had to learn all this stuff the hard way. So we're just yeah. trying to impart the wisdom to you. And the and only remember, thing that I would ask, pay it yeah. forward. And, 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 remember, and, remember this piece of information, which is, I think, just, you know, 99.9% .9 of the issues I've seen with um, Sims have to do with add-ons. It's not the Sim. It's usually an add-on. Yep. So just be careful with what we install. Be careful with how we install it. Try things. As you go, don't just cram things into your scene because chances are something is going to blow and it's not because the seam is not good, it's because if you broke it. So just keep that in mind and take a deep breath and do things one step at a time. It takes time, but it will pay out in the future. And, and and as my closing thoughts, I mean, and, and I, I will own it and say that, you know, and. And as as Drew pointed out, we we speak this out for <laughs> yes. Uh, as Drew pointed it's out, it's probably yeah, backwards, but, but I don't care. When when we no, it's not. When we all started, yeah. when we all started, we we we've been seeming long enough that there wasn't somebody around to give us the advice that that we're hopefully passing on to you guys. Um, that you know we had to learn this the hard way. The the number of times. I, I, I got reinstalling FSX down to a fine art. I was able to reinstall it up to my baseline within about about eight hours, six to eight hours. And that was a whole slew of content that went in there. But that was my baseline. But when I would put something in and, and break it back then, because I was not necessarily... It took me a few a few years before I learned that, you know, only put one new add-on add in, add in at a time. And, and I, so, you know, so this comes to us, you know, if it comes to you guys from a point of experience and, and I will own being the guy for X-Plane that dumped a whole heap of stuff in at the same time and it broke it. And I knew straight away that it was my fault and I had no idea which one, what one of the add-ons it was that broke it. 
So I have gone through and done it the right way and started clean slate and putting in one thing mm. at a time. And you know what? I have now a version of X-Plane 11 that looks great with minimal, there's minimal content in there uh, and it's running 60, 50 to 60 FPS, no problems at all. doesn't even skip a heartbeat. So, And thankfully with X-Plane, it's a little bit different from P3D and FSX because X-Plane really doesn't care where you put it or if you have multiple versions of it. I always tell people, always keep a backup. Keep a fresh copy of your X-Plane as a backup because you never know when you're going to need it. It might be that you want to try you know, the beta version of X-Plane for some great feature that's coming out. I think right now the latest one is the Vulcan, which is, as of the time of this recording, not yet. Uh, in public beta, it's still in private mm -hmm. beta. But yeah, with X-Plane in particular, make sure that you you know set yourself up a second copy, a pristine copy. You can do the same thing with P3D. Like I actually have a second copy of P3D on a different hard drive that I never touch unless it's needed. Never know when you're going to need it. So if you got the hard drive space, I highly recommend that you do that. Keep a backup copy somewhere just in case you mess something up. So there you go. So that's been uh, grumpiness for the start of 2020. So uh, we hope that uh, this episode has been uh, inspirational, or at least uh, give us uh, give you all some guidance uh, for the future and and how we see the world. And uh, please feel free to share your thoughts uh, in down below. Uh, well, with that, folks, uh, we are going to wrap this episode up. As I said, first episode of 2020. Thank you very much. So I'm going to say thank you very much to Sergio from HellySimmer.com for joining us today. But and thank you very much to Drew, Mr. Belgio. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure as always, folks. You know where to find us. Ciao. All right, folks. And so, my of course, my name's been Noboing24. Don't forget, as always, to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying these videos and want to see more. And of course, uh, if you've been, you said this is, of course, a black. <laughs> Tongue tight. I need to let's try that in English. Let, let's huh? let's try that again, shall we? It's hot here in Australia. Okay, I managed to not be on fire. Um, so, folks, uh, if you've been watching this on YouTube, uh, so just in case you didn't know, we are also on Podbean, uh, so you can listen to this without looking at us if you didn't want to. Uh, and conversely, if you've been lis listening to this on Podbean, you can go and watch the video and see our beautiful ugly mugs while doing this and Sergio's awesome background for his uh, little little office there. Uh, and as always, and folks, uh, if you uh, want to wear, we do have a Patreon. The link is in the description down below where you can get access to future episodes uh, early uh, if you do give the us uh, some support for that so folks thanks very much for joining us as I said before don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoy these videos and want to see more and don't forget to subscribe to both of these gentlemen all right folks take care safe guys to all and we'll see you next time bye for now <laughs>